bloody fucking hell. <laughs> oh, mate. Third time. Third time starting. I can just feel it. I can feel it in my head. My head is full of fluff today. Um, my head is full of fluff. I'm very sleepy, very groggy. Um, I'm not sure for what reason. Definitely gets worse in the in the heat when it's warm. Um, you know, struggle to wake up. Um, but yeah, third time trying to bloody do the intro, start the podcast. And I can feel it immediately as soon as I start talking. As soon as I start talking, I can feel the barriers going up in my brain saying, we're not doing that. We're not having words come out. We've got nothing to say. Suddenly all those magnets about don't speaky till I have my coffee or some shit. Makes sense. No coffee, no worky was the one sitting on, on our fridge. What was mum's favourite? Mum had a favourite magnet. Um, um, oh, fuck. Of course I'm not working. I did it right the first time. or something along those lines. Can't remember. Classic mum. <laughs> she does do it right the first time. She's uh, nothing if not um, proactive and productive. Um, <laughs> a sensible woman. I know she listens to these sometimes, but I think she'll appreciate that, being called a sensible woman. Um, like, love her to death. Hey, um, I'm recording this podcast on uh, on the Wurundjeri, uh, on stolen lands, um, the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, um, paying my respects to elders past, present, emerging the custodians of this land, that we are unbelievably fortunate to live very chill and free lives. Some would say more free than the land of the free. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making it about America. Um, we're very fortunate to live, in, to live in this place, in a place where so many other voices have been silenced, um, and so many people have been displaced and had their ways of life eroded, destroyed. Um, yeah, I'm hoping, I, I th hopefully we're seeing a shift in consciousness. We are seeing a shift in public consciousness towards such things, um, regardless of, of how the voice went. Um, I think that's just uh, one step in a direction. Who knows to what goal, but we know which direction we're going. <laughs> um, I went to a concert last night. I went and saw some live music. And isn't that good? Support the live music. The Americans, are, they came out there. <laughs> I think they're American. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a band. Always, always. Spelt with two Vs. Always. And um, they were fucking sick. They are fucking sick. They, um, they, such a really tailored sound. I couldn't think of how else to put it. It just feels very, it's super fucking lush. It's just so, um, it's very cinematic and um, massive in the sound. 
while still being very personal, still being very um, yeah relatable. It feels almost like a like a heightened version of a um, of a, like an indie film closing credits. Uh, um, kind of oh, not not like emo, but you know, kind of post punky, post emo y kind of shoegazy thing. It's fucking cool. Um, but just as the band was about to start, just as the band was about to start, this motherfucker and his boys, and I don't I don't know why is he's not necessarily holding hierarchy, but he was the tallest, and I assume. Um, is that how chickens work? I'm going to assume it's like chickens. Um, I guess it's just like most creatures. The biggest is the leader, right? Um, I got something for that soon as well. <laughs> I got two topics for this. Just as they were about to start, um, they came barreling in, uh, into the crowd where we were. And, um, we were like, oh, Jesus, bloody Christ. All right, I assume they're passing through to get deeper into the audience. They've got that energy. They've got, um, let's get to the front kind of energy. And then they just stopped. And this motherfucker, who is at least a head taller than me, um, just stopped right there in front of me and my partner. And we were like, are you fucking, <laughs> you fucking serious, mate? You fucking, and he just stopped there. And I'm not good at conflict. <laughs> I had it already, I had it in my head, as we all do, we have everything we'd love to say to these motherfuckers, and we were like, ah, nah, got nothing, I can't do it, can't do the conflict, um, what a piece of shit, <laughs> couldn't see shit, it got better over time, he shuffled slightly to the left, uh, and I managed to see, um, the lead singer's forehead, so that was great, um, but beyond that, um, it was the, it was just the, absolute lack of consideration it's the same thing that I go on about when people stand in the way of doors on trams it's just this I'm here this is me this is where I'm at I don't know everyone else has got everyone else has to figure out their shit I'm figuring out my shit that's all I, I, I all I can do is figure out my shit you know I'm just doing I'm just doing what I can figuring out me you figure out you and we'll we'll all be sweet um and uh no <laughs> you no 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 you need to figure out your place in relation to other people's places <laughs> have some consideration for the fellow human beings around you and unfortunately yes you were born tall i assume you were born short like the rest of us you grew to that size um that would have been in the papers otherwise um and uh and so unfortunately that's your lot in life that's your lot in life you get some benefits. You can, you can get things off shelves. Great, you know that's good. That saves time. You imagine how much time has been saved not fetching a footstool. Oh, the years I've wasted in my life fetching a footstool. But I can be slightly, I can be slightly deeper in the audience um, and get closer to the stage. Is what I mean. <laughs> You're gonna be at the back. You're gonna be at the fucking back. Not that I want to be. That's the other part of this fucking thing. I always feel bad. I always feel when I'm at gigs, big crowds in general, though I've felt good at the protests, weirdly. The protests have been fine. I think because the protests are moving, so it's actually there's pockets form, gaps form. I can, I'm not bumping into people very much and I can get out if I need to. Um, a, a gig, I made the mistake last night because, yeah, that triggered me. That got me going. That was like, really hard to just enjoy the band from then on. Uh, I was way too focused on this guy keeps touching me and I keep feeling like 
these, um, you know when you nearly drop something and you get that shot of like uh, shivers or it feels like electricity, um, it feels like acidic electricity going through your body as your body braces for like, oh, get ready to do something. Is it a shot of adrenaline? I don't know. I hate it. Whatever it is, fuck it, it feels awful. Um, uh, I, I assume that, yeah, anyway. Um, and I felt that sort of thing every time they would bump into me. I just felt my body tense up and I felt this kind of shot of like, Ugh, please don't fucking touch me. Uh, it made it very hard <laughs> to enjoy con- to enjoy the concert. Uh, and I always, and I usually feel that at big concerts. Uh, I try and still go. I still get, I still get a lot out of them, especially um, seeing other people, um, other people enjoy them. Um, but always, it's a weird feeling of like, aren't you a musician? And isn't that what you do? Isn't this what you want? You want to run events and you want to do stuff, right? Um, uh, and then you hate being in the crowd. <laughs> And it makes you wonder, like, oh, do I actually like music? Of course, I'm being flippant. Of course, I like music. And I guess that makes sense. I guess that's like quite, maybe quite a common trait of, like, um, of artists is they enjoy being on stage, perhaps, or they enjoy being locked away in a studio and making the music or the art or what have you. Um, but when it comes to being out in the masses, it's really... <laughs> It's just, um, whatever, uh, brains are wired differently. And not the people who are enjoying and being in the masses can't be the weird artist <laughs> who locks themselves away, but it makes sense. Um, it's funny hanging out with, um, being, uh, yeah, I, I, in this, in the, I feel like we talk about, and I, oh, I've, sw- I've spoken about this before, I've spoken about this before, I'll reiterate slightly, but yeah, in this day and age of, um, of people talking about um, uh, different mental uh, ailments such as autism, ADHD, and um, uh, bipolar, what have you, you know, um, and being around that more, I watch artists and I watch, like, famous artists, like, I watch people, like, watch famous artists and what have you, and I just go, uh, I think we thought they were all like we just thought they were weird and kooky, and now you look at them and go, "Oh, you're probably <laughs> you're probably just on the spectrum, mate." Um, which I think it just treats us. I think it teaches us just to realize that all of our brains work differently, and some are crippling. So don't get me wrong on that. Um, it's not it's all it's not all just kooky and fun, but um, but some of that <laughs> I certainly think is. Um, but yeah, felt weird. Felt I always feel yeah, always feel a little guilty. It's so stupid. I feel guilty for not enjoying those things as much as I as much as I would like. I was standing in a puddle as well for some reason. I just noticed halfway through the show. I was like, this this motherfucker keeps touching me, and and it's loud, and there's people everywhere, and I've looked back and I can't see a way to get out. And then I look down, and there's just a pool of water. There's just a pool of water has formed um, coming from behind me, coming from the bar. I was staying near the bar, so there's just a pool of water has creeped over from the bar underneath my feet. I'm like, and I'm standing in a puddle. What is happening? <laughs> the band was sick, though. The band was sick. Um, they change guitars too often. Um, I know my, uh, <laughs> I know my um, uh, partner, bless her soul, uh, listens to these podcasts, so I'm sorry that this one is just a rehash of everything I said last night. <laughs> Um, 
but uh, they change guitars just all the fucking time, all the fucking time. Uh, and I've th- thought before, that, like, um, well, I get it if you're changing like tunings or if you're playing very different styles or what have you, you have a few different guitars, or even if you got a couple of favorites and you might change maybe once or twice in a set. They change guitars like every single fucking time. And I was like, but you just, you're playing, this, the tone is very similar in every single track. And the, the tunings aren't changing. I can see what chords you're ooh, bumping the mic. Holy shit. And you're seeing the chords that they're playing are very standard chords. But not a problem. Not a problem. But I was curious. I was like, why change guitars? Why have a guitar tech who is organizing, keeping up to date, like 16 guitars are all <laughs> tuned the same, look the same, do the same thing. Not all look the same, look slightly different, but you know. It was very, um, very silly. Um, <laughs> that's that. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Man, I am... <laughs> I'm very scattered. I'm very, I'm very slow today. Um, I was thinking of going into this podcast, this episode, a little bit more... Um, a bit more, I mean, they're very loose, obviously. They're very, very loose in the way that uh, I plan them out. I try and think of a, a couple of topics as the week goes goes on just from talking to people or what I see and what have you. And then um, and then talk about that. And But then I thought to myself, like, a very few people are listening to this podcast. Um, and the reason I started it was because I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast and thought that sounds like a lot of fun. I enjoy making podcasts. I enjoy rambling on, running my fucking mouth. Um, another white dude with a fucking podcast enjoys the sound of his own voice. Shock horror. <laughs> um, but really, but then I kind of came to the realization that I really like the idea of just putting it out there as a documentation of my of where I'm at each week for myself but I don't know if I actually do that I don't know if I actually believe that I mean I know I I think I believe it as a as a concept but like do I stick to that um do I do it for that for that reason I guess (laughs) yeah I wanted to go into this one with just like okay I'm not gonna have as much of a plan I'm just gonna fucking talk my shit I'm just gonna just ramble on it's gonna be a true audio diary which has not happened. I've got some topics. But now it's got me thinking, because um, I did write uh, the question to myself, why do I do this? Not necessarily just the podcast, but why do I do any of it? Um, any creation. Be it, um, be it music, be it visual art, be it podcasts, what have you. Even the stories that I do on my Instagrams. Why do I, I, I talk about, I've talked about it, but like, um, as kind of documentation, as, as a diary. But why, why document it? Um, it's not, and this is, this is going to sound pessimistic. This, I'm, I'm not trying to come at this like a really, is, is, is very super pessimistic, rather just like, think about it for a second. Um, cause I've done this my entire life. I've done a form of this my entire uh, adult life, pretty much from when I was 18 onwards, maybe even a little bit before that, I've been, um, I reckon I probably released my first like EP, my first music EP 
solo EP. I definitely released my first EP as a in a band when I was like 15, 16. Um, I must have looked about nine at the time. <laughs> um, and I would have released my first solo EP, I feel like, around 17, 18, something like that. Um, and it was very rough, but um, pretty proud of, of the fact that, you know, nonetheless, it was still, it was recorded by myself in a, in a bedroom, um, working in Ableton and um, mixing it myself, doing the artwork, same what I'm doing now. Same one. Oh my god, I'm all tangled up. Same one I'm doing now, and it sounded like garbage. There was a lot of singing on it, a lot more singing, a lot of bad singing on it. Um, and I'm sure I have all these projects somewhere. At some point, I should go back and have a little, have a squiz. I wonder if like is it just sitting on here somewhere? Like fucking old shit, old shit. What's in here? Um, no, that's real. That's real old shit. No, no, I'm looking. That's not old enough. That's some of the older shit. Anyway, um, and yeah, putting it, yeah, so there was this, obviously, I just remember the feeling. I remember, I remember the feeling of like putting out that very first project and I think four more, I think I did four. I tried to do like one every six months or something like that at the time, um, which, you know, they were very fucking rough. There was very little mixing or anything going on. It was very much, yeah. Well, I, or at least I thought, I, I don't know, maybe I probably thought they were mixed. <laughs> they were pretty shite. Um, but put those out and um, and just no one listened to them. I think maybe I, I had a few people, obviously, a, little, a few locals, and it didn't make sense, you know, there was no one. There was no one to listen to. Um, and I remember feeling a bit disheartened by that as I am disheartened now from maybe not as big numbers as I would like. Um, but of course, you know that once you get to bigger numbers means you'll just crave bigger numbers. It's just number goes up and you feel good? No, incorrect. Um, there is no... There's no... Um, there's no fulfilment from that, I assume. I assume. From everything we've heard from... You know, if we ever watch interviews with famous artists or what have you, then you know that, like, yeah, everyone says, well, even just the idea, like, well, money doesn't make you happy. So, like, you know, it certainly fucking helps, though, I'll tell you that, I'm sure. You know, what's the, I think back in the day, it was like like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they were saying, like, you know, 75K is where kind of peak um, human comfortability sits. Uh, I assume that's a lot higher now. I'm like probably 125K or something like that. Let's, let's, let's say that, you know. Say you want to get some dental work done. You're like, yeah, fucking no worries. There you go. There's some, there's some fucking cash. Done. Easy. Of course, we could sort that out with free dental, but uh, we won't get into that right now. Uh, I remember feeling that um, back in the day. But then I remember, you know, but at the same time, I, I then put out another little EP and another little EP and another little EP. And I imagine over the time that I've been making music, um, I've put out in some capacity 20 or so, maybe more. Um, you know, there's been years where I've put out three or four projects, um, be it solo projects or in collaboration with others, and they all feel about the same scale. <laughs> They're definitely better. They're definitely worlds apart in terms of quality. Um, but they feel about the same in terms of like a drop in the pond, you know, in terms of the ripples that go out outwards from that. Um in terms of the people that actually pay attention to it. And 
I don't. Obviously, I, obviously, I care. Obviously, I give a shit. Otherwise, I wouldn't be fucking talking about it, right? Um, but it's the same with like with. But this podcast is a particularly um, this one. Wow, this one's interesting to me. Of like, this reaches like nine people is kind of the average, and I've probably peaked at like five, I think I it's the very start. I had like eighteen, nineteen people listening. Now on a good week, I'll get thirteen. Um, people listening and God bless fucking everyone who tunes into this. And I don't really understand why <laughs> it's, it, I'm hoping that these stupid ramblings are somewhat, um, helpful, helpful in terms of the, uh, the chaos in your own head about, um, about creativity and just in, in general about being, uh, yeah, quote unquote, like productive, um, but there's this, yeah, there's this, there's this need to document and share and um, kind of telegraph that I'm <laughs> telegraph my existence. <laughs> I think that's where I was going to get to. That's what I was going to get to with this is like, is is there are they allowed to coexist? The the feeling of the feeling of. I just want to make for the sake of creating, which is like the romantic idea. You know, like that's the, um, that's the, the idea that we, we think to the greats, we think to the, the, the artists that truly were artists. You cut them up and they bleed ink. And, uh, and what are they, why do they do it? Because they have to, because they must, um, and I guess I feel that to a degree. I guess I feel that to a degree. There's this incessant need to just make stuff um, in a very frustrated way most of the time. I'm frustrated at myself, frustrated at the world, frustrated at everything because it's not going the way I want it to. Um, and yet some for some dumb reason, my brain's still like, yeah, but you still got to do something. You got to do it. You, still can't, you can't not do it. Um, so maybe that part does exist. But then there's the, and then there's the other part that is just, This is how I connect with people, I think. Um, no, no. No, I don't think that's it. I, th- I think that I think it's a it's a like me. <laughs> I think it has to be. I don't I it has to be. I don't think we can get away from it too much. I don't think we can get away from the fact that um we as human beings I mean we yeah, just I, I'm sure I've said this in this exact way before, but just like we are social creatures. And when you look around the world, you want to be seen. You want to feel like you're part of the world. You want to feel like you're a useful part of the world um, because that's survival, right? I mean, the fact that we feel genuine pain, like it's not, it's not, a, it's not a fake thing. We feel genuine pain in our guts when we feel ostracized from society, when we feel like we are not part of it, when we feel like we are, um, yeah, outside, kicked out, what have you. You feel it in a friend group. Like if you feel like you're in a, you feel like you're, you're hanging out with all your mates and then you kind of notice that like everyone else is talking amongst themselves. And I don't really feel very included, and it hurts. It hurts. Um, I, I assume because out in the wild, 
so many, many years ago. Um, that means you die. <laughs> if you're not part of the tribe, then you're dead. You can't survive by yourself. Um, that's why I fucking despise that lone wolf fucking bullshit, which I've, I've talked about in my music, I've talked about before. It's the dumbest analogy. It's the dumbest fucking analogy. Some big fucking dude is going to go, I'm a lone wolf. I'm a lone fucking wolf. Lone wolf is a bad thing, you dumb cunt. <laughs> I remember feeling that. I remember thinking about that in Halo. Um, it was still kind of told in a cool way, but I remember playing Halo Reach, and uh, you get there... Right, because every other game leading up to that, you do play a, a lone character. Um, usually out of necessity though, like that's the thing, like the character in every other game is like, uh, put into the situation where, um, I wish I had a team. I normally have a team, but, uh, today I don't because everything's gone to shit and I have to fight my way out by myself. And that's, that's kind of cool. That's a nice survival, um, uh, story, right? But then in this game, you rock up and you do have a team and the leader says, oi, Cut out that lone wolf shit. We don't do that here. We're a fucking team. And it's like, yeah, that actually makes way more sense. We're gonna be way more effective. Yeah, I won't do any of that because that doesn't make that doesn't make sense in real life. Because <laughs> lone wolves die. If you're a lone fucking wolf, you die. You encounter another pack, you die. You want to fucking hunt and you're a bit too sl- you're a bit too tired. You got no one else to back you up. You die. It's too cold and you got no bodies to huddle up to. You die. <laughs> Lone Wolf is the dumbest fucking analogy that people use, uh, unironically. Um, uh, what was my fucking point? We want to be seen. We want to be. We want to feel a part of things, and um, there has to be part of us that when we're putting out our music, it is. It's not. It, well, it is like me, but it's not like it, it's not necessarily. Um, it's not necessarily like me in a way of like a goody two shoes kind of like. Oh please, please, daddy. Please like me. It's more, just see me. Please, society, please, people, just see me. I'm here. I am here, and I would like to be accepted. I would like to be told that I'm doing it right because I'm terrified that I'm doing it terribly wrong. Um, I think I mean, it's natural. It's natural. It's natural in everything we do. We want to try and be... It's funny when you... When you uh, maybe this isn't for everyone. When you meet someone who's, like, genuinely... Oh, I'm trying to fucking... Well, no, actually, yeah, people who, like... People who try and be, like, really on the outside. People who are like, nah, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I just do my own fucking thing. And I'm gonna be weird as shit. And I'm just gonna try and freak people out. I think that's a response to that still. You still... You feel weird about your own existence. (laughs) Uh, Or you don't feel seen by humanity. And, um... That's a tactic. Basically forcing them to fucking see you. I don't, like, that's a very pessimistic way of looking at that, and I don't think it it holds true. As I'm saying, like, with this, like, I don't think seeing me is the only reason I do any of this. That's, that's not true. I think it's a, I think it's an element of it, though, and I don't want to pretend that it's not. I don't think, um, any artist, anyone, any time should pretend that they don't give a fuck what people think. (laughs) Because you do. You do care what people think, and it's fine. I think it's fine, and I think you. Uh, I think to ignore it will make it harder to, um, to not use it. If that makes sense, like, 
there was a quote from I have not read the book yet, but there was a but um oh no this is a this was a this was a um, an interview I saw with Rick Rubin. I, I think I mentioned it last time. I was like, um, uh, the last people you should be thinking about when making music is the audience. You should just be making it for yourself. And I really like that. I really, really like that. I think that's really hard to get to though. Uh, at least for myself. I, th- I find that really hard to get to, but I think it's easier when I try and actually understand that side of myself, the part of me that does give a shit about people, about the audience and what they think of my music. Even if it's just other musicians or friends or what have you, like I want to understand the part of me that really gives a shit so then I can tell that part of me to, yeah, okay, cool. I I see what you're saying. I'm not going to worry about that right now. I get that you're frustrated. I get that you are um, concerned. We will address that in time. At this stage, we are going to focus on the part of me that is uh, <laughs> really self-focused and just wants to do what I want to do. And uh, that's what we're doing today. And, okay, fine. All right, but... You don't fucking come crying to me when no one likes your music. All right, oh, no, fair, fair enough. Fair enough, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, we should... <laughs> shouldn't run away from it. Shouldn't run away from it, I think. Um, but, yeah, but I, also, but I do want to lean more into... I think... Yeah, I still... Yeah, I want to hear that part of my voice hear that part of my head, and then lean more into the side of just just doing it for the sake of doing it, which I think I'm actually really good at. It's just that these voices are constantly battling it out in my head. I think outwardly people are like, oh, he just does stuff. You know, he just does stuff. That's cool. That's great. He doesn't seem to give a shit. And I know that everyone, I know that especially people listening to this know me, so they know that that's a load of bullshit. Um, but anyone who doesn't know me, um, we'll hear this and maybe go, oh, he's, his head's full of shit. <laughs> and we shouldn't listen to his podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh, I had another point. I had something I had something ready in the back of my fucking head. And I think it's gone. And so we will end on an ant fact. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that I had something about um, the the biggest uh, the biggest uh, the biggest in the group being the leader, and that made me think of ants because yesterday I was googling ants, <laughs> and um, I was perplexed by the thought that um, how long does an ant how long does a queen ant live how long does a queen ant live I want, I need need to look this up for bees as well. Um, because isn't it a crazy, weird concept that, like, uh, there's only one, um, there's only one queen in the colony. Uh, you can get to mega colonies and super colonies and shit like that when there's loads of queens. But, uh, generally speaking, in a normal colony, there's one queen and, uh, and she's given birth to all the babies. And then everybody else is a worker, um, or a slave to, uh, keep the queen happy, right? <laughs> and the queen's big. That was the connection there. The queen's bigger than everybody. Um, the reason I saw it is because I saw a reel come up and say, "Hey, have you ever thought about why uh, bees and ants can um, have a load of have a load of babies um, without while avoiding incest?" And I was like, "Nah, I've never thought of that. <laughs> that's never that's never cropped up." 
Um, those make sense, actually. All right, sure, yeah, because the queen's given birth to all of the babies, and then surely at some point one of those babies is going to have to come around and be like, well, it's my turn to fertilize the fucking the queen. Oh, Jesus Christ, isn't that me, mum? Um, and then uh, it turns out nature's figured that out. Um, the queen only has sex one time, one time, very early in its life. It's sex one time, and it stores that sperm and uses it to fertilize all of the babies. That's crazy. What was weirder, though, that I found was um, the lifespan. And fire ants was the example I found, was the uh, average life of a fire ant, of a worker, is about one year, give or take, depending on how many birds there are. <laughs> a queen can live 20 years. 20 years was kind of the, was one of the maximums they found out in the wild or something like that. Um, Imagine that. Obviously, ants don't have crippling anxiety like we do and have all these inner, these thoughts of inner turmoil. So I assume their existence is a little bit more chill so they don't consider these things. But but it just it just made me think of just like, what a weird concept of like you, um, well, uh, being gorged. Uh, you gorge yourself. I don't know. You're being fed constantly and you're just popping out babies. Um, but just you are the creator of this entire colony <laughs> And you're just watching them live for a year and then die, and then you just keep making more, and you're just... It's like it's that concept of, like, um, I think I mentioned last time about living for a long time, living forever, and just seeing what happens. You're watching life cycles. Imagine living for a thousand years and just watching all the people that you, in this particular case, have created for whatever reason. Um, and you're just watching people around you die, um... And also for you, <laughs> or rather, no, you're there for them, I guess. You're there for the colony. You exist for the colony, and the colony exists for you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I, I want to write a song about um, the life cycle of an ant colony. <laughs> anyway, fun ant fact. The lifespans of ants can differ dramatically. Amongst the same colony and species. That's cool as fuck. Um, on that note, <laughs> this has been in the back of my head podcast, hosted by me, Rye. Ah! Um, yeah, I don't know. Hey, if you enjoy these, fucking let me know. DM me um, with parts you liked, parts you hated, thoughts. Thoughts is good, more discussions. Things that are rattling around in your head uh, about creativity. I'd love to then riff on those things. Um, yeah, this has been it. Um, I fucking, I'll talk to you soon. Alright, bye.